Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Friday the 26th of July. Coming up, mum fears for daughter's life over cannabis oil uncertainty. I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford to keep taking on the medication and I'm really scared that she'll go back to being how poorly she was last year. MP weighs in on Spider-Man gravestone refusal. Disney has this reputation for wanting to create magic and make people's lives happier. They seem to be doing the opposite in this case. And villagers raise concerns about new flyover. It's crucial. We've we've got to be able to got to be able to have some help here and be able to stay stay in touch with everybody because it'll kill the village otherwise. Kent Online News. Firstly, there's an update tonight on a story we've been following for the past few months. We previously told you about a Kent mum who's been trying to get hold of cannabis-based medication for her nine-year-old daughter. Tegan Appleby from Aylsham suffers from a severe form of epilepsy and before she started taking the drug, she was having up to 300 seizures a day. Now, her mum, Emma, says she fears for her daughter's life after the private doctor she was getting the medicine from says he can no longer provide it for her. She says that means it's likely their request for NHS funding so she can get a prescription for the drug has been turned down. She's recorded this message and posted it on Facebook. Basically the doctor that has been prescribing for Tegan um, has turned around so they can't they can't prescribe anymore. So um, the doctor that was doing it is a uh, private doctor, but is also an NHS doctor. I have a feeling that the IFR that was put in has been rejected. I still haven't had confirmation yet, but I, I think it has. Now, to me, this is a massive, massive blow because they sounded quite, quite confident that the IFR was going to go through and that then she could have a prescription on the NHS. Um, so now I have to keep funding um, £2,500 a month for her medication. Um, we just about have enough for the next batch, which uh, we need as soon as possible. We only have about two weeks medication left. Um, and I think we've found somebody that can import it legally um, at, the, at the, the flat cost. Um, so I'm hoping the next five weeks we should be okay. After that, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, two and a half thousand pounds, a lot of money to find every month. There's only so much people can donate. You know, I can't keep asking people to, to help me. And I don't expect people to keep being able to. We, we, none of us are made of money. None of us have enough spare cash. But I really don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do if nothing happens in the next six weeks. I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford to keep taking on the medication. And I'm really scared that she'll go back to being how poorly she was last year. And I, I can't, I can't let that happen. At the moment, with everything going on with the new prime minister and all that. They, they was interested in the fact that there's children suffering. No one, no one cares that Matt Hancock made his promises and he hasn't followed them through. Our children don't have time. Our children need this medication. Families can't afford 
to keep paying this much money. I can't afford it anymore. And I'm terrified of what's going to happen in six weeks when I can't afford it next time. I try so hard to be positive. I really do. Um, and I will keep trying to fundraise, but I don't know how. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to ask. I, but yeah, we'll give it a go. Um, I really wanted to stay on the medication. It's improved her life so much. So, so much. I can't. I can't go back to how she was. She's doing so well. Kent Online reports. Two Gillingham men are facing 10 years in jail after hiding their steroid syringes in supermarket food. The 24 and 30-year-olds put needles into a cereal box, packet of garlic bread and between bottles of milk at Sainsbury's in Aylesford between July and December last year. They also hid them in a pair of boots, Christmas trees and clothing. They've admitted contaminating the food and will be sentenced at Crown Court at a later date. A man's been arrested after a child was punched on a train heading from London to Gravesend. He's said to have been threatening towards other passengers when the 8.32 left Charing Cross last night before attacking the child, who's thought to be aged around 12. A 28-year-old from Greenhithe is in custody, and officers are now trying to trace the child. One of Kent's MPs has joined calls for Disney to reconsider and allow an image of Spider-Man to be put on the gravestone of a young boy. Four-year-old Ollie Jones died in December from a rare genetic condition. His dad has been campaigning to be allowed to use the image of the superhero on the headstone as Ollie was a big fan. But the film giant won't allow it. I've been chatting to Faversham and Mid-Kent's Helen Waitley. Well, I've been supporting the family because clearly it's, it's so, so sad to lose a small child. And I would like to help the family remember um, their child the way they want to in the way they think he would like to be remembered too and he was a huge fan of uh, Spider-Man so wouldn't it be lovely if he could be remembered with Spider-Man on his gravestone and so I'm supporting them and I just hope that um, Disney will come around and be supportive too. The statement that they issued was saying things like they didn't want the character associated with death and, and those sorts of things. There's been an awful lot of backlash. Are you surprised with how widely this story's been shared? It really has gone all around the world. We've been getting messages from all over the place and I think our story was picked up in the, in the New York Times as well. Well, it's clearly really, really touched people, um, the, you know, the death of this child. And I think people are probably surprised, as I am, that when Disney has this reputation for wanting to create magic and make people's lives happier that they seem to be doing the opposite in this case when actually images from Disney films are all over the place used in so many places this would actually be a really special way to have an image Absolutely. And we kind of thought when we first started this story, oh, OK, well, perhaps that is a thing. They just don't allow images to be on gravestones. But then it turns out, actually, there are other gravestones that do have images on them that Disney have given the go ahead to. So I kind of think it um, that's what got people annoyed as well. I think there was a, a similar case uh, last year, actually, with um, a character. I think it was Iron Man that a family wanted on a gravestone. So do you think hopefully Ollie's family will get what they're after in the end? Well, it does seem strange that, that the example suggests that Disney's maybe being inconsistent on this and so if others have been able to have Disney images on uh, gravestones then you know, 
why not this time? Absolutely, yeah, because um, I think we've found a few examples now, not just here, but kind of all over the world, really. And But it does show the power of things like social media with this sort of story, doesn't it? Because we've had so many people sharing it on Twitter, and we've seen, I think it's over 100,000 people now have, have signed the petition. Are you pretty confident Disney will start to listen? I mean, with over 100,000 people signing a petition to support this, that's clearly a lot of people um, taking taking the time to express their support. There'll be far more who'll be sympathetic who haven't actually taken the step of signing the petition. So I just hope that Disney will listen, take note and change their tune. Kent Online News. 26 guns have been handed in to police in Kent during the first week of a firearms surrender. Nine air rifles, 14 shotguns and more than 120 rounds of ammunition have been brought in to police stations across the county since last Saturday. Officers are hoping to take dangerous weapons off the streets to stop them getting into the hands of criminals. The surrender is running for another week. Roads bosses are going to have to delay putting in plans for a new crossing from Kent to Essex because so many people responded to a consultation. Almost 29,000 got in touch about the plans for the Lower Thames crossing from the east of Gravesend to Tilbury, which will include building the UK's longest road tunnel. Well, the people behind the £6.8 billion project say they now expect to submit their planning application next summer, but still want to have the route open by 2027. There are calls today for a bridge meantime to be included in plans for a revamped junction off the M2 or a village could be cut off and lives put at risk. Highways England are planning to build a flyover at Junction 5 of the A249 to ease congestion, but there are concerns it would affect traffic trying to get in and out of Stockbury because the only other route would be permanently closed. Harry's been finding out more from Phil Woods, who's chairman of Stockbury Parish Council. The flyover will severely affect the crossover into Stockbury. So anybody travelling south on the A249 will find it increasingly difficult to cross and get into the village. Um, By taking out the natural gaps that the roundabout creates, we will end up with nose-to-tail traffic, and to get into Stockbury will require crossing four lanes of nose-to-tail traffic. Um, There is a plan to mitigate that through speed limits, but our argument would be that just makes the accident slower. It won't actually make it any easier to get in. The effect that will have is it will deter people from coming to local businesses. Um, We have a community-owned pub. We have an award-winning farm shop. We have a fantastic garage and MOT station. And we have a major agricultural equipment supplier. Anything that makes access to and egress from the village more difficult will inevitably affect them. And you mentioned kind of the business side of things there, and hopefully we'll we'll maybe hear some of that in a moment. Um, But genuine fear about possible the safety aspect? Safety, it will create many more accidents with people trying to get across the A249. They'll be trying to cross four streams of continuous traffic. And the temptation will always be to try and leap into a gap. It will not be safe. Um, It will also break up the cohesion. The parish exists across the A249. So South Green is on the other side of the A249. We have substantial numbers of parishioners over there. It is a vibrant and cohesive village and great community with plenty of clubs and things at the village hall. Again, if people can't get into the village, it starts to break up the community as well. And what have the the community said obviously you're speaking kind of on the parish council side of things but what have residents been saying because it does seem as though you know you're not alone in these concerns. Um, We held an open meeting to gauge residents reactions 
Um, normally at an open meeting in Stockbury, unless it was buying the pub, we'd get about maybe 10, 20 people. We had over 100 people turn up, there was standing room only, and they engaged with us for over an hour and a half, um, all expressing deep concern. What that's led to is virtually every parishioner, I hope, has put in a response to Highways England's consultation, um, mostly saying the same thing, as far as I'm aware. Well, Highways England think their plans will provide real lasting benefits, but people living and working in Stockbury say it'll have a big impact on local businesses. My name's Samuel Pendry. Uh, I'm the landlord of the Harrow Pub Stockbury here. Um, and obviously it's very crucial to me that we get what, we get the bridge, we get what we need, because we are... 100% going to get cut off a little, quite a lot more. Local businesses up here there's quite a lot of um, and we need the passing trade and if people can't cross that 249 then they're going to go to another pub and we're, going to, we're definitely going to lose a lot of trade and it's a community pub so we need everyone to sort of get behind us and help us with this as much as possible in the fact that we've got to keep our trade otherwise we'll lose our pub and there's too many pubs closing down so we need to do everything possible to support this bridge across the flyover or at least getting us something that's going to help us um, just so that yeah so that we can keep our pub we can keep it it's a lovely little village and we just we don't want to get cut off it's very it's rural as well there's a lot of agricultural stuff that again they're going to have to try and get across that 249 and with all the local businesses if we lose the local businesses we'll lose our our trade with them as well um, so yeah to me it's it's crucial we've we've got to be able to Got to be able to have some help here and be able to stay stay in touch with everybody because it's it'll, it'll kill the village otherwise. Kent Online reports. Plans have been revealed for a new Lidl in Gillingham. The budget supermarket chain wants to build a store on a disused site in Medway Road as part of a multi-million pound investment in the area. It'll include a car park and will have solar panels on the roof. We should find out if the plans have been accepted by the end of October. The owners of a zoo at a pub in Medway have been given permission to expand to take on more animals. You can already see endangered species of pig, raccoons, owls and lemurs at the Fenbell Inn on the Hoo Peninsula. The husband and wife who run it will now be able to build more enclosures on the five-acre site as well as another car park so school children can come and visit. Kent Online Sport. Football and we're just over a week to go until the new season. Gillingham have signed two more players. 24-year-old striker Mikhail Mandron is joining the League One club after a successful trial and former Charlton winger Mark Marshall has also agreed a contract. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day and across the weekend, of course, you can head to kentonline.co.uk.